Welcome to episode 3 of Garage Talk. Your boy's back. As you know, we're going to be talking about culture, sports, controversies, and many more. Um, On today's episode, we shall be covering the recent NFL free agency, some latest news with injuries around the league and the NBA, and how would that result in teams missing or making playoffs, LeBron's uh, ongoing controversy, or to say the least, arguments about whether he will be an MVP or not, and the biggest news of them all that gets weirder by the day is the Deshaun Watson scandal. So let's get into all the best moves in the NFL free agency that I thought are going to pay dividends for the upcoming season. I think getting Shaquille Barrett back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was was absolutely a must. And I think they actually got a steal because they only signed him for four years, 68. Puts him at about 17 a year with all the signing bonuses and everything. Um, He was great in two years with Todd Bowles. Um, racked up 27 and a half sacks. And I think with with Tampa Bay running it back again with the majority of their roster coming back and Shaquille Barrett as one of the leaders, I think it was very important to bring him back. And I think he can actually f- be a further breakout player this upcoming season. My second signing that I think was absolutely crucial was Chief signing offensive linebacker Joe Funny for five years and eighty million. It puts him at about sixteen million, which is which will make him the highest paid for his position. Um, and the reason being, I think this signing was very uh, crucial because we all saw the Super Bowl, or those that did see it, uh, we saw Patrick Mahomes running for his life. <clears throat> and if anything, we know we can expect Tampa to repeat um, at getting back in the big game, the Super Bowl. And we can also, you know, put our bets on Patrick Mahomes like we have for the past two, three years. So I think it's very important to get strength in the office offensive line to protect Patrick Mahomes, uh, which is why I think this is a great signing. Um, Another signing that I think is good, not because of the player, but what it, what he is to the quarterback, which was giant giant signing wide receiver Kenny Galladay for four years, 72, puts him around 17, 18 million a year. It's pretty high for um, a number one back wide receiver in the league. Kenny Galladay has always been a great receiver. I think he has great hands, excellent foot control. 
And I think the reason being he's a critical signing for Daniel Jones. I think this is the year that the Giants decide to either stick with Daniel Jones for the future or get rid of him, trade him, look for somebody through the draft, tank. Um, they got to figure something out because with Saquon all also being injury prone, they had to get Daniel Jones some weapons in order to see what he can do. And I think this is the year that they that they'll um, either make or break for him. Um, Corey Davis was another signing by the New York Jets, who play on the opposite of the Giants. I think this is a great signing, as in he's a great receiver with a lot of upside, a great slot runner. He had solid years in Tennessee. And I think if they draft a quarterback with the number one or number two pick in the upcoming draft, or they keep Sam Darnold, it'll finally be a great wide receiver weapon that is in New York since Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. Quick signings that I think were also good was Bill signing Emmanuel Sanders. I think he gives him a phenomenal um, wide receiver number two with Stefan Diggs on the other side of the ball. Creates opportunities for both of them. Allows Josh Allen to go deep more as he's a gunslinger. Dolphins getting Jacoby Brissett as a backup to Tua Tunga-Bailoa I think was wonderful. Brissett has had experience as a backup and full-time in Indy. So I think in Miami, I think that's a great signing. One signing that did not make sense to me was Andy Dalton. What the hell were the Chicago Bears thinking? They paid this guy for one year, $10 million. He had all the weapons last year. We know Dallas might be a bad team, but as a from a weapons perspective, he has what they had all the talent. Zeke, Amari, the rookie. So with all those weapons in Dallas, this man couldn't do anything. I don't know why they the Bears signed him and they got rid of Mitchell Trubisky. I don't see what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, so I think that's interesting. And I think Cam is a very interesting signing um, with the Patriots. I know last year he didn't have all the weapons. And, you know, Bill Belichick went insane this year in the free agency and filled up a lot of void and a lot of positions that they were missing out. So I think Cam is going to be a really interesting signing. Um, hopefully now that he has a year under his books, he knows the system. So let's see. Um, and Bill Belichick has been nothing but praising Cam Newton about his work ethic and putting in the time to study the game. So let's see how the Patriots do this year. The NBA race to MVP. Um, this, was, this one's kind of interesting as we all thought after Embiid went down, LeBron was going to come and take over, demolish everybody, and lead um, lead the race to MVP. But now with LeBron going down, it changes a lot in the field. Um, for example, I, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Nikola Jokic, a.k.a. the Joker. Um, the Joker for the last week has been averaging 27, 12, 9, and 2 steals. And the surprising thing is he leads the league in player efficiency rating, win share, and his value over replacement players. Um, the only thing that's kind of held against him is that the Nuggets are in the fifth place, so there's not that much, uh, you know, 
room um, that he can make because his team is not considered the best team or the favorites in the West. But as we've seen over time with Russell Westbrook, Harden, Steph, other players that in the, in the NBA these days, you don't have to have the best record to win MVP. Joel Embiid, um, he's about to be reevaluated and see if he can get back. Um, he say, he's saying the goal is to be 100% for the playoffs. But I think when you're this close and you can kind of see that you can get the MVP and if if Philly continues to lead the East with the Nets and how stacked they are, and Embiid was averaging 30, 12, and three assists, two steals, and two blocks. I think if he can come back and kind of stay within those points, I think Embiid will go ahead and win the NBA MVP. Um, one guy that's obviously a two-time MVP, one of my favorite players, um, even though I get criticized for supporting him because he sucks in the playoffs and chokes, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, over his last 11 games, he's averaging 31.6 points, 11.6 rebounds, and 7.1 assists. And the Bucks have gone 10-1 and over that stretch. Um, Giannis happened to miss uh, two games, um, just the rest. Um, so I think Giannis is creeping back in. I think this can get really interesting. And as we all know, the king. LeBron James was averaging 25, 8, and 8 before going down with his ankle injury, which he has a history of, but he can definitely come back. Um, so I think it, the field's getting closer, and finally, I think not Kevin Durant, but James Harden should be in the conversation. James Harden's averaging 27, 10, and 11, and 2, which is very close to the MVP numbers that he got in Houston. So I think Harden... My top five for MVP in order right now would be uh, Harden, sorry, Giannis, Harden, Joker, LeBron, and B. And the B and LeBron are at bottom because they're injured. But that's my list. Tell me what you guys think. Who are your top five for MVP? So the NBA is closer to the playoffs as we know they start next month and just looking at the standing some of the teams that are very surprisingly might just miss out on the playoffs and have superstar players that people like to see prime time the raptors and the wizards these team two teams come to my mind because the raptors have pretty much been a perennial playoff team um, even though they won a few seasons ago with Kawhi Leonard, even last year they were a playoff team. <clears throat> so it's it's very astonishing to see that they're currently the 11th team behind Pacers and the Bulls and the Knicks and the Charlotte Hornets. Wizards were able to acquire Russell Westbrook this offseason, and we all thought pairing Beal with Westbrook, two dynamic players, that should result in a playoff seed, but it seems like they're actually heading towards the bottom of the league, which is absolutely tragic, considering a lot of people would like to see Bradley Beal, the leading scorer in the NBA, be in the playoffs and get a get a chance to be in the bright light with Brody right next to him. A few surprising teams that are in the playoffs 
Um, and their rankings are weird. For example, the Hawks are currently number four. Uh, we know they have Trey Young, a baller. He can shoot from anywhere, gets his teammates involved. They got Clint Capella, which tremendously impacted their team. The Charlotte Hornets, baby goat, as we like to call him, a mellow ball, had the team in the fifth seed in the East, but it seems like with LaMelo Ball being out for the season due to a wrist injury, we don't know how Charlotte would turn out the rest of the season. Miami's number six. They have been playing phenomenal basketball as of late, and the trade deadline's right around the corner. So we could see some of these teams pick up some pieces or some role players or um, what do we call those veteran minimums that they can get. Um which could bring them up, bring them down. The Knicks are at seven. A lot of people have been saying you know, basketball is back in New York with Nets being the number two seed, Philly's number one, New York Knicks are at number seven. They've had some primetime games where they've been competitive. The most surprising team this year have been the Boston Celtics. They're currently number eight. They have a solid, solid big three, Kemba, Tatum, and Jalen Brown. Now, the teams above them are Knicks, Heat, Hornets, Hawks, Bucks, Nets, Sixers. Out of these seven teams, they have a better big three than three of them. Miami, Hornets, Hawks, and the Knicks. They do not have a better big three than the Boston Celtics. So it's very surprising. Chicago's been right there on number nine with Zach Levine, uh, continuously putting up great numbers. So I think we're going to be in a great – um, race in this last stretch of the season to see who will be the final eight teams. And now we get into the West standings with Utah leading the conference. Uh, very surprisingly, a lot of people thought the Clippers, the Lakers, the Nuggets would be in this position, but um, the Utah Jazz have quietly put an unbelievable season together. And I think at this point they might just comfortably be the number one seed um, with the uh, Phoenix Suns getting Chris Paul the offseason. A lot of people, you know, call him the greatest quote-unquote leader in basketball. With Chris Paul coming along, Devin Booker and DeAndre in the big three, have tremendously improved their game. Uh, followed by the Clippers at number three, Lakers at number four. We know the Lakers were not going to be the one or two seed as AD has been down um, for a long time. And now with uh, LeBron going out for at least a few stretch uh, of the season in late. So it's going to be interesting to see where Laker Nation will be towards uh, this crucial playoff run. And the bottom four would be Nuggets, Blazers, surprisingly Spurs, and Mavericks. We do know Spurs have just made LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan available for trade. So I think Spurs will end up missing this uh, playoffs. And I do think uh, Golden State, who is currently at number nine, will be able to sneak in uh, to that eighth seed. I think Dallas goes up to number seven, just like last year with Luka and Porzingis leading them. Pelicans are a team that's very interesting in Memphis. They're both respectively at 11 and 10. They both have a great supporting cast around them with phenomenal young leaders in 
John Morant, and Zion Williamson. Not many people are aware, but Zion has been putting in a remarkable season, and he's actually living up to the name. Um, but I do think, if not this year, next year, the Pelicans do not make the playoffs. As great of a player as Zion is and the name and the hype that is attached to it, I think he should look to leave. I'm not saying he should leave for a big market, but I do think Zion would need to leave in order to get to winning basketball and um, trying to become something bigger than just another basketball player who was very good at playing basketball. Um, you know, there's very few people that lived up to that name, um, LeBron, Durant of this new era. These are the two players that come to my mind right away that have lived up to the expectation as they were respectively respectively drafted at number one in 2003 and I believe number two in 2007 behind Greg Oden for Durant. So I think as West turns out, I think the field is pretty set. Um, from my uh, perspective, I only see the Spurs missing the playoffs and the Warriors sneaking in. Um, so it'd be, I, I would love to know who you guys think will make it uh, to the playoffs. Will Zion be able to lead the Pelicans to the playoffs? Let's see if the kid got it. The final topic of the day, Deshaun Watson. There have now been almost allegedly 16 cases filed against Deshaun Watson. Uh, people are on both sides of the story. A lot of people are believing that um, he is innocent, while some others are starting to think that since there are so many activities and so many cases are being filed, and there's like a chain of you know reaction and at least the stories that are being put out, some people think, hey, one might not be true, three might not be true, five might not be true, but 14 to 16 cases, um, you know, we're back at the battle of the old saying, innocent until proven guilty or guilty until proven innocent. From my perspective, I'm more on the guilty until proven innocent side. Um, but again, I'm a fan of the guy. I always said when the Texans drafted him that he will fulfill the prophecy and bring a championship to our city. Do I think he handled things wrong with his trade, free agency, leaving the team? These cases, yes. I think Deshaun Watson has not been a model um, player for this organization, even though it's dismantled it and crazy organization that this is. I do believe that Deshaun Watson um, has handled things very um, negatively. And I think it did, there's a price to pay for everything. Uh, not that he should pay a price wanting to um, leave a team that has no hope or chance of winning at least in the next three to five years and his prime. It's very hard to say what's going on. Is he being framed? Is it weird that the lawyer that's filing all these cases against Deshaun is the neighbor of the owner or was the neighbor of the owner? 
is it weird that all these things are coming out now when Deshaun Watson seems like he's more reluctant to leave Houston and the franchise and get traded? He has a no-trade clause, so he kind of gets to pick where he goes. There's a lot going on here, right? As a player, I think Deshaun Watson's phenomenal. Um, again, you guys tell me what you think. Um, hopefully, we'll get some more clearance on these lawsuits when we come back for episode four. But as of right now, I'm signing on the note that I'm leaning more towards that Deshaun Watson is guilty of something, if not everything. And if proven innocent, I'd be extremely happy because I'm the fan. Because I am a fan of this quarterback, I do believe he performs exceptional. And um, I believe he is uh, good for the league when he's out there performing at his highest. Let me know what you guys think. That is all for episode three. Just know sports, culture. We cover it all for you, Garage Talks. Um, I know that we haven't been putting out the video episodes. Stay tuned. Those are coming back. We got some phenomenal guests coming on, uh, hopefully in the next episode. And we shall get back to seeing y'all and interacting with y'all. Let me know what y'all think about the playoffs. Deshaun, the NBA MVP, and the NFL free agency. Stay tuned, Garage Talks. We're out.